Welcome to the Farm Credit Advocates Podcast. I'm your host, Morgan Figgins, Marketing and Digital Communications Specialist at Mid-Atlantic Farm Credit. Today, we're going to be talking about how to apply for your first farm loan and what to know to make the process easier. Today, I'm joined by Jessica Harris. Jessica Harris is a Farm Credit Loan Officer in our Winchester, Virginia office. She started with Farm Credit in 2015 after graduating from Virginia Tech University. She has degrees in both agribusiness and dairy science. Jess grew up on a small dairy farm in Maryland and currently works with a variety of ag producers, including orchard, grain, and cattle producers throughout the Shenandoah Valley. She also is known for helping out and facilitating the AgBiz Master's program out of our Winchester office. Jess, thanks so much for joining us today. How are you? I'm good. Thanks, Morgan. How are you? I'm good. Is there anything I missed in your intro that you'd like to hit on? I don't think so. Pretty well covered it. It's hard to believe I've been here for seven years already, but here we are. Time flies when you're having fun with farm credit. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) All right. Well, to get started, what should people take into consideration when they're getting started on their farm loan journey and they're starting to look into choosing a lender? Sure. So there's a lot of different things to consider, but I think first and foremost, you just want to make sure that uh, when you're talking to a lender or a loan officer that you're really comfortable with that person, that you have uh, easy communication with them, they're easy to talk to, you're comfortable, you're confident in them, and, and confident that they're trusting your operation and they're, they're going to support you through that. Um, other things you also want to think about are what products and services does that lender have that can best match your operation. So things like do they offer a loan structure that would be successful for your operation. A good example of that is a beef operation. If you have a cow-calf operation and you are only selling calves once a year, you want to make sure that you have a loan structure where you can have an annual payment that you're making that align with your calving dates and and timing of that. You don't want to have a monthly payment if you only are selling calves one time a year. So just looking for things like that to make sure that your cash flow aligns, the loan structure aligns. Some other things just in thinking about other services to make your process smoother, uh, what payment options your lender might offer. Do they have easy online payments? Do they offer any other services like crop insurance or other educational programs? What connections do they have to the community? Also, I think there's value in making sure you understand what your interest rates are, but also associated fees with a transaction. Maybe if you go to different lenders and you see different interest rates, it may not always be who has the best interest rate because there's other fees and other things that go into that consideration when you're looking at different options. Do you have any questions that you recommend people ask to maybe have lenders volunteer that information that maybe don't show it up front, how to get that? Yeah, good, good question. So um, you definitely want to ask about fees because that's going to be a major factor. Some lenders may offer fees on your origination fees or processing fees, and those can be drastically different from one lender to the next. So just making sure you ask that along with your interest rate. And also making sure that you're comparing the exact same interest rate. So if you have a 10-year loan with one lender that you have an interest rate for, but a 20-year loan with another lender, those aren't going to be comparable because you're going to have different rates for different terms. So just making sure you're kind of comparing apples to apples. Makes total sense. So what do you as a loan officer look for um, when people are applying for a loan? 
So there's several things we look for just from a financial perspective. Um, documentation we ask for, like balance sheets, tax returns, business plans. We review all of those to make sure that you're prepared to get the loan of what you're requesting. Um, make sure you have some cash savings. That can be really important to make sure you, you're prepared, you have some cash to fall back on. Cash is king in the world we work in. So just making sure that you have um, some fallback funds or some savings for your operation. And then just looking at your plan, especially a business plan, is your operation going to be profitable? Is it feasible? Um, if you have projections in there, are they reasonable? Are they really far-fetched? Uh, we want to make sure that things are kind of lining up with what we think they should be. We also look at just your management capacity. One of those pieces would be your credit score. So that's something that we pull with loan applications that we look at your history. Do you have any blemishes? What's your payment history look like with other lenders? When we don't have an established payment history with you, we want to make sure that we're we're making a good decision to give a loan to you that you're going to repay us. And then with your, your business plan too, again, just how prepared you are when applying for that loan, looking for different strengths and weaknesses of your operation and how you're mitigating those weaknesses, how you're covering your risk, basically. So I know we have a business plan template on our website. I'll give that shameless plug there. Um, but are there any other local resources that you would recommend if someone has their business plan in their head but isn't sure how to put it on paper? Yeah, that's a really good question because I think that's where people can get stuck. Um, it's easy to talk about your goals and your dreams, but putting that actually down on paper with numbers can be really challenging. Uh, the template's great. I have handed that out to a lot of people to use, so it's an awesome version um, to get you started and get you thinking about what pieces we are looking for in that business plan. Uh, I think extension resources, using cooperative extension for each, and most states have different services available. So even if you look at your own state website, I know Virginia Tech has a lot of resources online, but there's also great resources with Penn State and Delaware and Maryland. And so just looking around at other universities to see what resources they have. Some of them will have enterprise budgets online where they have specific kind of generalized costs for different types of operations. So if you're a cow-calf operation, you can go on and find a budget for cow-calf to see, you know, what's an average expense for vet bills or what's an average expense for hay for the year. So just looking for specific budgets for that type of thing, just making sure that it's specific to what your plans are. No, that sounds very helpful, especially for a lot of our beginning farmers or people who aren't coming from generational farms and are trying to get started. So you also mentioned credit. I know credit is always a scary word. Sometimes people's credit scores aren't the best. Can you tell us what the five C's of credit are? Sure. So the five C's of credit, they are specifically capital, capacity, collateral, conditions, and character. And your credit score goes into that character category. So looking at what is your repayment history? What have you done with other lenders? Do you have established credit? Um, so there's a lot of different pieces that go into those five C's. But we look at all of them when we consider loan applications. And we incorporate that into how we structure a loan and also if you're able to get a loan approval or not. So just in, in kind of expanding on a couple of those a little bit, 
Capital is what we're looking at when we look at your balance sheet or your financial statement. So we're looking at what you owe, what debts you have outstanding. We also call those liabilities. And we compare that back to what you own. So what assets do you have? What do you currently own? And what does that look like with the loan incorporated into that of what we're looking to do? Capacity is expanding on a repayment capacity. So is the operation profitable? Do you have enough cash flow to repay the loan after you cover your expenses? That's really the primary goal of what we're doing there. And that is the most important one, in my opinion, because if you don't have the ability to repay the loan, we're not going to give you the loan. So we want to make sure that your plans are realistic and that um, you do have the ability to to make those payments. We're not going to set you up for failure and put you in a position where you can't make those payments. Um, Collateral is one that sometimes gets overlooked um, when people are applying for a loan. So We have to make sure you have the cash flow to pay the loan, but we also have to make sure that the loan is covered from a risk perspective on our side. So if you're buying a piece of equipment, we'll usually use that piece of equipment to secure the loan so that if you were to not make payments, that sale of that equipment would repay the loan in event of collections, which we hope to never get to that point, but we have to think about that and structure the loan appropriately to cover that risk. It's something that we have to do and have to look at from the lending perspective. Right. Um, Something that you're not necessarily thinking about when you're applying for the loan. Right, exactly, exactly. So going into the credit score a little more, how do you establish a good one when you're just starting out? Yeah, that is a great question because I feel like sometimes people are hesitant to apply for a loan with us if they don't have any established credit. And I always try to tell folks having no history is better than having a bad history. So even if you don't have an established credit and you're just getting started, um, that's okay. And we don't look at that negatively. But it is important to establish your credit because we do pull that with every loan application to make sure that we are making a good decision and giving a loan to you. So the, the best thing to do is when you have accounts that are open, making sure that all of your payments happen on time. That is the highest category that factors into your credit score. It's actually 35% of the credit score calculation is your payment history. So making sure that all of your payments for every credit card, every installment loan, um, just making sure everything comes in on time that you're not late on any any of those payments, that's gonna be the biggest factor. The other thing that we see a lot is just making sure that you're using credit cards and credit lines, uh, like operating lines of credit, using them appropriately. Credit cards can be a really great tool to help you build credit and establish credit, but only if you use them properly. So you don't want to get a credit card, max it out, pay a tremendous amount of interest and keep a stale balance on it. That is very bad to your credit Um, and the amount you owe on your uh, loans does make up another significant portion it's actually 30 percent of your credit score so when that score is calculated it incorporates what is the balance of your credit card compared to what the limit of your credit card is i'm not saying to go out and increase your credit limits don't do that but (laughs) that's not always helpful but it is smart to just use your credit cards wisely that you're paying off that balance uh, very frequently and making sure that you're maintaining that at a low balance 
I'm not the lending expert here, but how I got started with my first credit card was something small and I just used it like I would use my debit card for gas and groceries and then I would just pay it off each month. So it was enough to establish my credit score, but I wasn't putting on a crazy amount of things or putting on thousands of dollars worth of expenses that I knew I couldn't pay off. So I just using it for my day to day that I would be using my debit card for normally. Yes, that is an awesome way to get established. And yeah, gas and groceries is important. I had a professor in college that told me he had two credit cards. He had one that he used for his daily gas, groceries, normal expenses, and then one that he used just for online purchases. This is getting a little bit outside of credit, but another reason he did that was because it helped protect his account information so that if something Um, got released online his account information was only leading back to that one credit card you weren't using a debit card where someone could access your checking account for example and having multiple credit cards isn't necessarily a bad thing either but I will say it's not always looked at favorably from my perspective if you have 10 store credit cards that can get a little bit risky of just making sure you're maintaining all of those or you know if you've just got 10 store cards we start to question your spending habits maybe so just trying to keep those in check and make sure that you are keeping the right cards and using them appropriately makes sense i'll keep that in mind the next yeah. time um, they ask me to sign up for a tj maxx card and i turn them down again <laughs> yeah one is fine 10 maybe not so much <laughs> what recommendations do you have for people who maybe didn't know that starting out and now they have a low credit score and they're having a hard time getting approved what can they do to remedy that yeah uh so it's definitely tough to kind of build that credit back up but I think the most important part of that is just knowing what is on your history and making sure that all of it is correct and accurate. So you can check your credit score once a year and it's on annualcreditreport.com and you can go on there and just look what history is being reported. So if you have delinquencies, unfortunately, they stay on your credit for about seven years before they fall off. So it's gonna stay on there for a long time and the best thing you can do is just keep that payment history current moving forward. If you had one instance of a 30-day late payment and it was a fluke and something got missed, that's okay, you just gotta move forward and keep working on that. But if you have like a medical collection, um, we tend to see that every so often too. And sometimes it's as simple as you went to the dentist and you didn't realize you had an outstanding bill and you have a $100 bill that's showing up as a medical collection. Making sure you're going to that provider, calling them, making sure that that's paid, trying to get it cleared off of your credit and handling any situations like that timely will help you get back into a better spot. I will definitely be keeping my calendar updated. (laughs) I have my monthly reminders that go off on the first of every month. Yes. (laughs) Join us in celebrating young, beginning, small, minority, and veteran farmers from March 20th to the 26th. Be sure to check out our new podcast mini-series, educational resources, and follow us on social for ways to reconnect. So how can someone prepare themselves before filling out a loan application? What can you, what homework can we give our listeners? Yeah, so keeping on the same theme of credit scores, knowing what your credit history has on there is really important. Um, Just making sure you're prepared that 
there's nothing that's going to come up and surprise you if there are blemishes that um, show up on there. I think also that's really important to let your lender know if you have something and say, hey, I know this is going to show up on my credit. I just wanted to let you know about it and I'm working on getting it resolved. That goes a long way to us as well, just to know that one, you know what's on your credit history and two, that we're not surprised when we ask you if your credit's okay and you say yes and then we pull it and find a blemish. We're like, okay, well, we didn't know about that. So that's a bad feeling. I think another thing too is just making sure you you know what direction you're headed, working on your goals for your operation and getting a, a well-organized business plan together. So back to our business plan, there's a lot that could potentially go into that. And I've seen business plans range from one page to 20 pages, and it just really depends what you're applying for and what type of operation you have of how in-depth you want to go into that. Projections are a good example of that. So what income and expenses are you anticipating for your operation? We can take a guess at that, but if you provide us with some background and some numbers and you've done some some homework to plan for that and give us some assistance with that, that goes a long way to helping with your loan application process. Kind of tailoring it to your individual experience because not everyone is the same. It depends on the size, where you're located, and so many other factors. Absolutely, yes. And the more help we have from you on that, the easier it is for us to work through that because otherwise we may not be giving you proper credit for something or factoring something into your specific area or your specific market. So having your input on that is really, really important. Another thing too is if you are setting up a business, making sure that you have all of the pieces to set that business up that you can provide to your lender Um, So we see a lot of limited liability companies uh, for farm operations. So making sure that you have your federal tax ID number and your operating agreement prepared and you have the ownership structure nailed down and who can sign for the loan, doing some of that preparation work to make sure that's all properly set up before you come in is, is helpful. Once you get to the actual meeting, what do you need to bring with you when it's time to see your loan officer face-to-face? There's a lot of documents we ask for that sometimes can be overwhelming. So I always tell folks, the more information we have, the better, because we can have a more complete picture of what you're doing and what your plans are. So sometimes it feels like we're asking a lot, but it's all to your benefit. We, We try to get the best round picture of everything that we can We typically ask for um, income verifications such as W-2 statements or pay stubs if you have off-farm income. And then we also may ask for financial statement items. So we, we would fill out a balance sheet with your application, which would be a statement of what you own and what you owe. And then we may ask for associated verifications with that, like bank statements or retirement account statements. We also ask for copies of your driver's license. We need to verify who you are and make sure that you do exist. And um, some other pieces to think about when applying for a loaner to bring with you are if you're purchasing livestock or equipment, we may ask you for a bill of sale for what you're purchasing That can be really important, especially for equipment, so that we have the year, the make, the model of the equipment, the serial number, because we use that for our loan documentation. So if we can get some of that up front, it does help us speed up the process later on. Now that we've talked about what you need to bring with you, what could someone expect 
this is their first farm loan, their first time going through the process. What does that look like if they were to go through it with farm credit? So typically we will ask for you to gather your financial documents to submit with your loan application. Depending on what type of loan you're applying for, we might have a different application for a different loan. So we'll have a different uh, residential form application than we would have for a piece of equipment purchase or something like that. So we'll ask for those financial documents up front, like your balance sheet, your tax returns, and those other verifications. And once we have everything all together, we can formally submit your application. When we submit that, we are sending it to a group of underwriters or credit analysts that are looking at the financial trends, reviewing your credit score along with us, and just making sure that we are making an appropriate decision for whether your loan can be approved or denied. And then after that time, after your loan decision comes back, then we start working on the other pieces of your loan, which is where we get into uh, appraisals, we get into ordering title insurance, working with attorneys. So there's a lot of other pieces that happen after that loan decision until you actually get the documents to sign and get the funding for the loan before it's set up. Once the loan is approved, what are some things to keep in mind? One thing that from a loan officer perspective that's sometimes a surprise for people is that it can take a lot of time to get some of those pieces together. So just having some patience once you have your decision, we may not always have your loan documents and your funding ready to go right after that. It may be a few days if you're working on livestock or equipment or something like that. Or if you're working on a land purchase, usually it takes anywhere between 30 and 90 days after we have your loan decision to get the appraisal, get the title insurance, get all the pieces together that we need to actually get to the closing table. So just having some some of that background I think is helpful to know up front so you're not sitting and waiting or feel like anyone's dragging their feet or anything like that. It just does take time to get all of those pieces together. Uh, making sure that you have open communication with your lender is helpful too. So Sometimes changes happen outside of your control after we have that loan decision. So if we need to adjust your loan amount or your loan structure accordingly, just making sure that you let your lender know what's going on sooner rather than later. The sooner we know about something, the more options we have to help you and and cover that. After your loan is set up, we also want to make sure that you're making your payments on time Even though we love talking to our customers, we don't want to be calling you every month and asking where your payment is. So just making sure that you keep that on time and know what to expect there and set yourself up for success in in getting those payments in. Another thing that can be really important thinking farther out in the future is if you do plan to expand your operation or uh, apply for loans later on, making sure that you're keeping really good records for your operations so that you're well prepared to come in and apply for another loan. So when we have an established operation, we typically will ask for uh, current year-to-date income and expenses. So if, if you already have that set up and you're keeping those records updated frequently, it might be as easy as printing that off from the computer or handing us your handwritten records. But if you don't have any of that together and you have to shuffle papers around and get your shoebox of receipts and put that down on paper. That takes a lot of time. So just making sure you're staying up with your records of your operations so that it can be easier for both of us later on. 
What about for the people where the answer is no, you can't be a farm credit borrower right now? Yeah, good question. I feel like loan denials can be, um, they can be tough, but we also want you to improve. And so even if you get that decision back and it is a denial at this time, I would say make sure you ask your lender what you can do to improve and better your financial position or your credit score, whatever that factor may be. Um, Just make sure that you're working on some of those pieces so that you can turn around later and come back and reapply. And sometimes it takes time to do that. It takes time to build your credit history back up if you have blemishes on there. Or if you're in a financial position where you are, you don't have a lot of cash savings, just focusing on trying to save up and improving on some of those factors so that you can come back. Um, so make sure you understand why your loan was denied. Ask your lender, what specific factors can I work on? What brought you to this decision? Making sure you have a good understanding of that will help you know what to work on to, to come back next time. I feel like that brings us back full circle to the very beginning where we're talking about looking for a good lender, someone that communicates and that you feel comfortable talking with. Yeah, absolutely. Because a denial isn't always, you know, it's it's we're turning you down right now, but that doesn't mean that we don't want to work with you. That just means we're maybe not in the right position or maybe this isn't the right purchase for you. Maybe you need to find something different. But we always really like to see people succeed and we want you to succeed. So um, again, a comment I made earlier is we're not going to set you up for failure. So if we see on paper, we see that um, something doesn't make sense, we're not going to do it so that you're not failing or you don't have the ability to make that loan payment. But we do want you to be successful. And so we want to work with you to, to get to that point. I feel like Everyone here does a really good job of that. Not to be too salesy, too firm credit pitchy, <laughs> but as someone who hasn't worked with a lot of different lenders, it seems everyone that I see in the office seems to take that very positive approach and they want to see everyone succeed and be that helping hand. Absolutely. It's not a closed door. Exactly. So one last question. We ask all of our podcast guests this. What do you advocate for in agriculture? In our current environment, I think making sure that you have a connection with the consumer, that you're telling your story of your farm operation, and that you're just keeping the consumer in mind. We may not always have to agree with what a consumer wants or what they expect from the marketplace, but you do have to make sure that you're keeping that in mind because ultimately you're serving people. You want to make sure your product is is viable and it is something that's wanted and needed in the marketplace. I think, too, just making sure that it's, it's tough because I think a lot of people don't have the knowledge and the background of what farm operations truly consist of. So getting your message out there can be really important so people can have an insight into what you're doing and why you're doing it. Agriculture is such an important part of everything that we do and we eat and we breathe and we wear. And so just having some, some personal insight is, is helpful to all of us. Absolutely. We wouldn't be here without it. But thank you so much for joining me today. I had a ton of fun and I learned a lot as someone who hasn't gone through the loan process before. So thank you so much for sharing. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Thank you all for tuning in and please rate, review, subscribe, and share with a friend. You can get podcast notes and subscribe to email alerts at mafc.com slash podcast. And if you have any topics or guest suggestions that you want to send in, you can send those to podcast at mafc.com. Thank you.